Welcome to Preparing for Divorce, a monthly podcast to support those considering, preparing for, or navigating through divorce. This podcast is sponsored by Mainline Family Law Center, a divorce mediation firm that takes a holistic, integrated approach to assisting clients in navigating divorce in a healthy way. I am Pamela Elaine, your host for these monthly support podcasts. To all the listeners, thank you for taking the time to join my guest and me. I acknowledge your commitment to being well-informed and delighted that you have chosen Mainline Family Law Center as a resource. For those of you who are new to our podcast, you are tuned into a conversation between my guest and me to bring you valuable information about a specific topic related to divorce. The topic of this podcast is You Are Enough. To keep you engaged in the conversation between my guest and me, as well as to add a bit of levity to what can be a heavy discussion at times, I divide the conversation into six engaging segments. How many times during the day do you tell yourself that you are not enough, not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not attractive enough, not thin enough, not accomplished enough? More than likely, you are unaware of these thoughts. Scientists tell us we have nearly 80,000 thoughts per day. Most are repetitive and negative. Today, I want you to pay attention to the repetitive thought. This repetitive thought that leads to the belief that you are not enough. Now, why pay attention to this thought? Because if you don't, it will run the show of your life. Your actions and decisions will be ruled by this belief. I hope to begin a shift in this belief by introducing you to my special guest and hearing what she has to say about you are enough. Let's begin our first segment, Getting to Know You. I'd like to introduce Shannon McGorry. Shannon is a divorce recovery coach. She is passionate about creating a powerful shift in focus for the women who are ready to reclaim their power during and after divorce. Shannon is, a certified, is certified as a professional coach through the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. She is also a graduate of iHeart Coaching and a magna cum laude, you heard me folks, graduate of Siena College with a BA in economics. Shannon experienced divorce herself. As a result, her powerful coaching skills lead women toward lives of purpose, fulfillment, and joy. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you, Pamela Elaine. I'm so privileged to be here with you today. Well, I'm delighted that you are my guest today. Thank you so much. So, Shannon, say hello to the listeners and hello, tell us more about yourself. And, and Well, you're already there. So <laughs> tell us more about yourself and how you got into the work you do and your passion. Sure thing. Hello, everyone. I'm privileged to be here talking with you today. Um, as Pamela mentioned, I went through divorce um, my own personal experience. And that led me to my passion for coaching other women who are going through divorce as well. Um, I see it kind of as two pieces. One is my personal experience, and then one is my professional and educational certification. Um, And through my own divorce, I really realized how 
unintentionally, I had actually given away so much of my power and so much of myself um, when I was defined by my, by my career and in my motherhood and by being a spouse, you know, by being a wife, I just had unintentionally turned over a lot of myself. And the trigger of the divorce, when I was going through it and, and the aftermath, I really had to redefine myself and ask myself, who was I at the core of my being? Um, and, and through that work, I realized I have this gift and this fire to help other women do the same. Um, and so that's why I had actually started um, my master's in marriage and family therapy and Due to the intensity of that work, it was a 60-credit program, and at the time, um, my daughters and I had moved 1,200 miles from Tampa, Florida to Malvern, Pennsylvania. So there was a lot going on, a lot of adjusting. I was a full-time graduate student, adjusting to being a single mom, new climate, new geography, new school for the girls who were four and five at the time. Um, and it was just like, whoa, it's too much too fast. Let me take a second here. I need to make sure these girls of mine are grounded in all of these changes, and I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself in the best way possible. And so I paused my work on my master's, and it actually, as, as God would close the door and open a window, um, my face turned to coaching. And I fell in love with the work and the positivity and the forward thinking of coaching. Um, and so all of those things kind, kind of came together, Pamela, my personal experience through the divorce, um, my education and the certification, and then these, this God-given gift to just the fire to help other women uh, get through this in the healthiest way possible. Mm. That, that's really an outstanding introduction. I, I want to just, mention to the listeners that I we met before I think some time before but I really clearly remember the big impression you made upon me April of this year 2018 when you attended the make divorce healthier symposium in uh, outside of just outside of Philadelphia, and during the you know one of the ending sessions, you made the comment, and it really struck me. And I'm going to put it in my own words, but you made the comment about the importance of how a woman can find and redefine herself after divorce, and and really you pointed to like almost these are this is my word, but there were like jewels that were waiting to be discovered that uh, a woman has that, that, that she can discover during and after divorce. And that just struck me. Like, out of everyone who was talking, my, my head turned directly to you, and I'm like, she's speaking to me. This is exactly what I believe and what I want so much for women and what I wanted for myself when I went through my own divorce. And I, I am curious now, Shannon, if, during the process, during marriage, did you, were you clueless that you were giving away your power and yourself, or did you know it but felt like you couldn't do anything about it because you had to keep rolling with the work of wife and mother? So I, did, I was clueless because mm. I was doing it under the guise of I'm serving someone that I love, not serving in like a, um, you know, lowly type of way, like I, I'm serving you food or something like that, but serving from a place of love, serving our marriage, serving our growth. 
um, certainly serving my daughters as I'm raising them and taking care of them as babies. Um, And so it came from a place of love and compassion and cooperation, but it ultimately still eroded my power. Mm. Um, And so I actually was, was, to use your word, clueless about it as it was happening until a certain point when someone asked me, where do you want to order dinner from tonight? We had neighbors Mm. over or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. And, so, and one, my one friend turned to me and said, no, you should choose tonight. Like, you decide. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, I don't really know. And that kind of, I, I still remember that moment thinking, like, mm. how did you become so um, giving to others that you're not even going to make the choice about where to order the food from? Yeah, something that simple. Right. And so yeah. I did have that flash in the pan moment where it was like, ooh, a little bit of a wake-up call, like, wait a second, mm-hmm. that's not who I used to be, and that's not who mm-hmm. I want to be going forward. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do about that? So where did you get this notion that you had to, and maybe this is subconscious too, but where did you get the, the, the notion that you had to, give up or, or that, you know, the loss of power and loss of self was noble was the thing that you had to do. Like, were there examples you watched? I mean, I know all of this was sort of subconscious because you said you weren't really clued into it, but somewhere, did, did, you, did you watch other people do this? Did, did your parents do this? Did you, who, how did you even come to this place of giving, 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 and not even thinking about yourself, what you need, what you want, and what belongs to you? I think it was a matter of circumstance. So um, I'm from a large family, but we were living far away from everyone at the time. And my former husband was working crazy long hours, and we had two girls very close in age together. And as a first-time parent, doing the best that I could, the way that I knew how, with two, two little babies, um, without, you know, a mom stopping over or a sister coming over to relieve, you know, whatever needed Mm -hmm. to be done. And I think that's true for a lot of women. And when you're in the thick of it, you can't really see the forest from the trees. You don't know what's normal or not normal. And sometimes it's a slippery slope. You know, okay, I skipped the gym today because, you know, they didn't nap at the same time. Or Mm. I, you know, I didn't get to do X, Y, Z, for myself today because I had to take them to the doctor or whatever the case may be. And then days, weeks, months go by and that becomes the normal um, Mm -hmm. until we're very intentional and deliberate about preserving that sacred space for ourselves. And that needs to be a habit for all of us to preserve our own grace and strength and love. You know, you are speaking to something that, really hits hard for me. I, what you're speaking to is this, is this lack of support, at least one element here, in my opinion, is the lack of support that we have as mothers, as women. And, 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 and let me just be clear that I know sometimes circumstances make that happen. You we're far away from your family. You are far away from a support system. But lots of women, as you mentioned, are away from a support system. And some women are within a support system and still don't use that. Like, for example, I, it, it always just baffles me. When I'm at the grocery store 
and I'm I'm kind of beyond the stage now where I have little kids. My my oldest is 18, and my youngest is 12. I have four kids, but I'm beyond the stage where I mean I can leave them at home and go do my thing. So mm-hmm. it's really a new season for me. But I remember when they were young, and and I would schlep them to the store. Like all four, all mm-hmm. four of them to the store to get things done. And at the same time, like, okay, uh, Alonzo, don't touch that. Okay, Taylor, could you please be quiet? Kids, I, like I'm refereeing and managing and supervising while I'm trying to get groceries in the cart so I can go home and, and take care of them. And I see that today, now that I'm beyond that phase, I see that now women – grocery store shopping or wherever and you've got babies in the little seat and two other tiny ones next to them in the store and like where are where is the support system so that you can think about what you need so you can take time for yourself like it's just not there and i i'm baffled by that i'm wondering if you Saw, see the same thing, saw the same thing, or were in the thick of the same thing, and what your uh, thoughts might be about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that in, in today's world, everything happens instantaneously, and we go and we go and we go, and we don't often take time for quiet or deliberate intention because there's so much stimulus. Um, and so much coming at us that everything ends up being an emergency and important. It falls into that quadrant. Um, And so it really takes a lot of effort to slow it down, and it also takes strength to ask for help and to raise your hand and say, hey, I need a little something. I need 45 minutes to go (laughs) to a yoga class. And guess what? That's not selfish. Mm. that's not selfish it's not it's it's what i like to call selfish generosity because Mm -hmm. in order for you to be generous to your children to others you've got to take carve out time to nurture yourself and and i think that gets to the heart of this whole topic that we're going to explore you are enough because i in in my opinion and i really this is this is not about my opinion but I'm really interested in the connection between self-care, which you talk a lot about on your website, and you are enough. So let's 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 that's a great segue into let's get to the point segment too. So on your website, which is beautifully done by the way, and let me share with everyone what that website is now. It is love, strength, and grace dot com. Strength and Grace is Shannon's website, and it is beautifully done. I want everyone to know just the layout, the energy, the quotes, your face, your pictures, just so exceptional in its quality, Shannon. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. So anyway, you're you're welcome, darling. You're welcome. So your website is full of affirmations that point to the central belief, you are enough. Tell us why this statement is so important for women. So at the core of who we are, we're enough. And we need to sit in that comfortably. And we need Mm -hmm. to stand confident in that. Because once that saturates our soul, 
and we can stop pleasing and proving, pleasing others and proving ourselves to the world, and instead we can live as the women that we were created to be, that's the ballgame. That's it. Because then we have the confidence and our actions flow from us, from who we were created as. They come out with love and it's, it's our heart shining out into the world when we have that freedom to just be who we are rather than trying to fit in or gain the acceptance of others. And we're just chasing something constantly instead of leading with our own heart in our own space. Mm. Now, I can hear in my ear a lot of women saying, but wait, 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 Shannon, you don't know my particular situation. Like, I have been married to someone who doesn't even acknowledge that I exist. And I cannot even believe that I am enough because there is nothing that I get from this relationship. It, if anything, it tears me down. It breaks my heart. It is so gut-wrenching to be in this, in this relationship. I, I don't feel like I'm enough because I'm not getting enough even from the relationship. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person? So I would suggest that instead of defining herself by the relationship, we actually take a look inside of her. Mm. So when we can not shut out the external world because we obviously have these relationships in our lives and these impacts and these external factors, but when we can really shine the light inside and take a moment and think about ourselves and what defines us regardless of those external circumstances, that's where a little bit of that freedom and peace will start to open up because we are all going to have those relationships, whether it's our spouse, our former spouse, our boss, um, Mm -hmm. a family member, a neighbor, a friend. Negativity lives. Mm. And happiness is an inside job. Mm. And we cannot Mm -hmm. control the external. The the only control we actually have, I mean, we can't even really control what goes on in our own bodies, right? The (laughs) only control we do have is in our thoughts. And our thoughts and our emotions and our actions are so closely linked, Pamela Lane. And what we think manifests into how we feel, and how we feel results in how we act and what we do. So Ooh, that's we, good. Talk some more about that. Sure. So the link between the thoughts, the emotions, and the actions is critical. And the recognition of that, when you just step back and, and look at that and think about that, um, and just let that simmer for a little bit. But you, what you think, what you put into your head, very similar to what you started with, the, with the vast amount of thoughts that go on each day and the percentage of those that are negative and from mm. the past, we're constantly replaying these old chapters. Mm. And it's not serving us. And so when we're thinking those thoughts, those thoughts manifest into our emotions, how we feel right? I'm thinking about how he treated me last night and it didn't, and I don't like it and it made me feel this way. And so now I feel this way and now I'm going to go do this. Based on how I feel, I'm going to take an action. So what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, go, whatever, whatever the case may be. The point is the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions are so closely linked. Mm. So this is the reason why 
I'm guessing, on your website. It's full of affirmations because you're trying to influence the way a woman thinks so that she can feel a certain way and ideally feel she's good enough or she's powerful or she's beautiful or she's special so that she can act consistent with those emotions, with those feelings. Correct. And the thoughts are in her control. So then we Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about what he has done or what someone else has said or how a different person behaved because my power is in my thought. Change your Mm. thoughts, you'll change your world. Okay, so let's help Let's help her right now. So, so that woman that I just described, and she's saying to you, it's just not possible that I'm enough because of the way my relationship is. What thought would you offer to her that could start the chain reaction of the emotions into the, into the actions? What, what thought would you offer to her to, to contemplate on? Because it may be – I don't know about you, but I can remember – the many thoughts that I was, you know, just a spiral of negative thoughts about my relationship, my marriage, and what happened. You gave a great example of, like, what he did last night. I was thinking about what he did last night, the night before, the week before, the year before, the night of our, you know, honeymoon. So what thought would you offer her to consider that might help her shift her emotions to a better place and therefore her actions? Sure. So I can offer you mine, and this is deeply personal, but I am willing to share with you in the audience. Um, So my positive affirmations are are huge for me and for the mindset work that I do. And mindset, basically, for those that don't know, is the power of our thinking and how Mm -hmm. when we can asphyxiate our thinking onto that which is positive, we actually draw that positivity into our lives, and therefore our feelings are different, and therefore our actions are different. So clearly the mindset is huge to me. And so for my positive affirmation, which I started um, saying in the mirror in the morning, and now I just repeat to myself randomly throughout the day, is because of God's grace, I am enough. Mm. I have chills. Because of God's grace, I am enough. Oh, I love that. And what that does for me... And what that does for me, Pamela Lean, is it takes the responsibility off of me to prove myself, Mm -hmm. and it acknowledges with gratitude all that God has given me, Mm -hmm. and it's about me and God. So regardless of all these other things that are going on and happening, I come back to that, Mm. and then I move forward from that place. When you first said that, did you believe it? I did because there was a lot of work to get to that statement. And so with my work with my okay. clients, we work on her own personal affirmation. So I'm not going to force my faith or my beliefs or my you know, fitness regimen on anybody else. We're going to hone in on what works for her. And so in the development of the affirmation is a great deal of work because we look yeah. at what's important to her, what matters to her, what speaks to her. And so by the time we actually get to the affirmation, it's real. Now, mm. that being said, it seems silly to say it in the mirror. I'll be the first yeah. one to say, my, say that and raise my hand. Um, it absolutely feels a little bit goofy, but it becomes a habit. And once mm. you have that habit ingrained, we all know how well the negative thoughts and all the power that those carry, these positive affirmations and positive thoughts can be just as powerful. We just got to get there. 
Okay, so let's take that then. Let's take this as an example and work it through um, to the thoughts, emotions, and actions example that you gave earlier. So the thought is, because of God's grace, I am enough. That, can we call that a thought for now? Sure. Because I know it's an, a statement, but it, it is it's, it generated from thought. So Absolutely. let's just go with that as the thought. Then what was the emotion that it generated for you? And, and, I, and, and I, I'm going to guess that maybe at first, there wasn't a clear emotion. Maybe it was, but you can tell me. But, but even if it w- wasn't, what emotion ultimately came from and still comes from because of God's grace, I am enough? Two very distinct, c- clear emotions. The first is okay. peace, mm. and the second is confidence. Those are great words. Oh, my goodness. I love those two words. Peace and confidence. Okay. What actions follow the motions of peace and confidence? In, like in real life, what happened for you? Mm-hmm. So the peace allows me to slow down and not get caught in the scramble. And the confidence... So explain that. Explain that for me. Slow down and not get caught. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so the peace provides me the ability to slow down and not get caught in the scramble. So... Um, two young kids, single mom, things are going to get hairy. You know, somebody's going to have forgotten to do their homework. We're going to be, you know, making lunches and making breakfast and getting out the door and the shirt isn't the right one that we wanted for today. And yep. it's all coming together and we've got to be out the door in three minutes. So yeah. <laughs> the peace comes from because of God's grace, I am enough. I don't have to be yeah. super mom. I don't have to fix mm. every single detail. I'm good and they're going to be good. Yeah, even if they're wearing this different color socks. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> even if those different color socks are dirty, it's all right. Yeah. 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 We're all right. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yep. So okay. that's just one example of the, the piece. Like, yeah. it is okay, and I'm going to slow so, it so, down. Okay. So does that mean that you're not screaming your head off because you're in peace? The emotion is peace, whereas if you were not in peace, you were completely stressed, you're not screaming your head off like, oh, my gosh, your hair is not going. That's not the style we agreed on. Oh, my goodness. Those socks are absolutely dark. You are not going out of this house with those socks on. Like, you're, you don't even have to go there. Right. Right. And there's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, this is not like, you know, some crazy sitcom where everything's perfect. There are moments yeah. where it's like, oh, my goodness, I might yeah. pull my hair out because this is yeah. a bit of crazy right now. Yeah. But the inner peace can quell mm. that to a manageable okay. level where things aren't spiraling out of control. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Okay, and then the confidence. How does that mm-hmm. play out? So the confidence gives me the ability to make decisions, that serve myself, my girls, those that I love and care about from the best vantage point possible. So I don't have to prove myself. I use my own heart and head as my barometer because Mm. of God's grace, I am enough. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have to constantly seek this outside approval um, for my own internal worth. Mm -hmm. Wow, that takes a lot of courage. I'm hearing the word courage just floating all up, uh, you know, top of my head. The courage to not feel like you have to prove anything to anyone else because that's what we're – I mean, you can't get away from – it's 
social media is everywhere that you've got to prove yourself to others. You've got to prove yourself worthy. You've got to prove that you're a good mom. You've got to prove you're a super mom. You've got it all together. Like, that takes courage. You're like, nope, don't have anything to prove to anyone else. But I'll tell you what, it's a lot more fun than the perfectionist game. And I played that one. I have played mm. the perfectionist game not well. And so that's, yeah. why I, that's why I turned this other direction because now let me tell you, the work was not easy and it's not, it's not done. I mean, I still have yeah. growth in front of me that I want to achieve. Um, yeah. And I want to continue down this path of self-development as I help other women um, because the work isn't easy, but it's so worth it. Yeah, wow. Because it's an investment, I think. I look at it sort of in the financial terms. It's an investment that you make in yourself for, for exceptional returns, and not returns way down the road. Like you can begin to experience immediate returns on that investment in yourself. Even yeah. within the day, you can experience some benefits that come from peace and confidence and whatever other emotions that come up if you're willing to invest in yourself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I remember years ago, looking back, my girls walked into school and I remember putting the car in park and putting my head back against the headrest and taking a big breath, deep breath and thinking, Mm -hmm. wow, we made it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was only 7.50 in the morning. And yeah. now I'm in the space and chapter where they jump out of the car and I'm off to mass or yoga or back to mm-hmm. on the phone with a client or mm-hmm. working on something with my business, ready to go energize, like I'm going yeah. to get after my day versus thinking the first hour has totally sucked the life out of me and I'm spent. I want to, before we go on to the next segment, I want to just explore for a moment what I'm hearing from you, which sounds like a very deep, Faith. And I know that you said you, you don't impose your belief or your faith on anyone else. Yours is yours and someone else's is theirs. However, I think it's important to just touch upon the importance of having something higher than yourself that you can grab hold of, that you can look to, some source that's greater than yourself. Can you just talk about that for me, even if from the vantage point of your own faith? Sure. So for me, that has been the anchor um, that has gotten me through this divorce in a healthy manner. Um, Mm -hmm. It's always been a big part of my life. And I echo your sentiment that it is a source of incredible strength and feeds into the confidence of knowing there's a plan. And Mm -hmm. yep, I've got to take the actions and listen and discern what that plan is for me and how I'm going to follow that. Um, but it gives great comfort and security and, and, and incredible strength to know for me that, that God is there and God has this yeah. in hand. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful. So, so one, more, one more question, though, because I'm curious about this. You know, how do you think not – good enough thoughts, beliefs play out in a marriage slash divorce. Do you think there's some impact on the relationship when a woman sees herself as not 
enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. She can start to underfunction or overfunction based on those thoughts and beliefs. So, and, Ooh, and it can, underfunction and overfunction. Wait, let me write that down. I like those words. So, so distinguish them for us. Sure. So um, if she's going to underfunction because she doesn't believe she's enough, she's playing more the victim, and she's going to mm. stop doing um, various different things because she can't. She doesn't feel like she's going to do them well enough up to someone mm. else's standards. It's not going to meet mm. someone's expectation. Um, it's not going to make them happy. It's not going to be in the comparison world of Facebook pictures. It's not going to be out there the way she wants the world to see it or her. So she's going to just withdraw and pull back. If she's going to overfunction, she's going to run 120 miles an hour to prove that she is enough, but she's racing mm. against herself. Wow. That's stressful. Yeah, and exhausting to boot. <laughs> exhausting. And let me just say, that kind of stress is debilitating on the physical body. You will yeah. age faster internally and externally when and you overfunction. And mentally, you're just, you, and your mentally, brain has yeah. no rest because it's constantly yeah. cycling through what's mm-hmm. next, what's next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely yeah. that will play out in marriage because then your spouse is going to, you know, I, there's two people there. So when one is over-functioning, the, that's, going, that's swimming into his lane. And if you're under-functioning, mm-hmm. then there's a gap. So mm-hmm. it absolutely can affect the marriage. Wow. You, I think you kind of introduced your economic background there when you talked about the over <laughs> function over function and the gap that sounded so like uh, economically driven I love it um, so so let's let's end this part with contrasting then the woman who is good enough in the marriage and going through divorce how that plays out sure so that again is going to draw back to the confidence and inner peace and she's mm. going to have the freedom to live life from a place of abundance and then service to those she loves. Um, so it's, it's going to be this infusion of energy because we're not wasting time and mental capacity on self-doubt. Well, should I do this or should I do that? Or what about yeah. that? Or what, what, what will she think? Or what will that look like? Or will he like this? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Zip, all of that is gone. Um, mm. So when you believe you are enough, all of that energy can be spent in this powerful, forward, positive motion, mm-hmm. and that's what gets your, the results. And whatever the results are for you, happiness, physical well-being, financial stability, professional, motherhood, any combination of all of that, yeah. but that's where it lies. Mm, that's good. That's, that's great. All right. Well, let's now roll into one of my favorite segments, which is going rogue. <laughs> I will make three bold, unapologetic, yet slightly controversial statements to which you, Shannon, will respond with either I agree or I disagree and then explain why. Explain why. So, Shannon, are you ready? I sure am. Number one, divorce can be mitigated or even avoided if a woman believed she was good enough. So I'm going to disagree with this one. Because, as I said earlier, we cannot control another person. So we cannot control our spouse's happiness or their actions or their health, their decision-making. So um, 
I'm going to disagree with that because regardless of who she is and what she thinks, if he, and we're just specifically talking about women, it could be you could flip this you know, the other way. If he thinks he's good enough and she is making different decisions, choices, health ramifications, whatever. Um, but I was just using her as example. If she believes mm-hmm. she's good enough, um, that's terrific and that's right where she needs to be in her lane. However, she cannot control what he's thinking, feeling, doing, and that based on his actions and what he's bringing to the table or who he is as a person, that may or may not influence the marriage and therefore a divorce. Does that make sense or do you need me to clarify? Uh, No, thank you very much for that. Uh, Statement number two, a husband's hurtful behavior is the reason and the only reason a woman doesn't feel good enough. Again, I'm going to disagree. There can be a million reasons why any of us doesn't feel good enough, and that can change, you know, based on our chapter in life and what we're doing and the thoughts we're thinking about ourselves or externally what's going on. So he could certainly be a contributor. Um, Anything could be a, a contributor. But the power lies within her to change that view and impression of herself. Okay. Thank you. Number, statement number three. To feel good enough about yourself, you have to stop putting everyone else first. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, first, you have to have that fire in you. And that does take the time, effort, and energy to prioritize you. So it doesn't mean that you don't love or care about anyone else ever, but you cannot, similar to, you know, putting your oxygen mask on on the airplane, there's a reason why they tell you to put it on yourself first. And I feel strongly in order to shine your love and light out into the world, you've got to take care of your own heart and head, mind, body, soul first in order to do that. Wow, thank you. So let's move into segment four. Did you know? Did you know, Shannon, you will offer three secrets, relevant resources, or interesting bits of knowledge that most of us probably don't know about. I'm going to ask you to begin each statement with, did you know, and then complete it. So Shannon, what are your three, did you know, questions? Okay. Did you know the most powerful moment is now? And by that I mean so many of us are rushing through this moment because we're, you know, replaying this old chapter in the past, which I had mentioned earlier, which is not serving us. You know, why did he say that? Or why did I do that? Or blah, 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 blah. And we're just replaying that. And now this Mm. moment is gone. And this moment is gone. And this moment Mm. is gone. Or we're forward thinking, worrying about, well, what does my financial future look like? Or will she be okay today? Or what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And now this moment is gone. And this moment is gone. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. moment is gone. The most powerful moment is now when we can keep our head where our feet are and make our best decision in this, in this moment that leads us to our next best decision in the next moment. Nice. And we flow from there. What's your second did you know? My second did you know is did you know the enormous benefit of gratitude? Ooh. Um, 
And so one of the things I strongly suggest, almost require of work with my clients is the use of a gratitude journal. And I get a little bit of pushback, like I don't have a lot to be grateful for right now. I'm not going to write a lot. And I myself, again, the first one to say, oh, really? Like it's at night when I do my gratitude journal. At night, I really do I really feel like writing right now? But I force myself three things every day. And I'll tell you what, most often than not, there's a page, two pages, because it can be simple, 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 like my hot shower to, you know, this beautiful moment that I shared with each of my daughters that I hope I never forget. Um, And it has benefits for our happiness, for our sleep, for our physical well-being, um, manifest out into our relationships, and it begets more gratitude. I'll tell you, you know, personally, I started writing, and now I have such a habit of it that as it's happening in the moment, I'm more grateful for it. I'm not only thinking about it at night, like, oh, yeah, that was a good thing that happened during the day. Now I'm in the, in the zone where as it's happening, I'm like, ooh, this is a really great moment, um, mm. and it saturates me. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful practice, and I know it's a buzzword and it's out there, but Pamela Elaine, it is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What's your third did you know? So the last did you know is um, a new word that I've come across called kairos. And the definition of kairos is a time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action. Okay, one more time. mm -hmm, Kairos is the Greek word that means a time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action. Mm. And this ties into my work and into the world of divorce because there are so many crucial actions. And there are those poignant moments where this is what needs to be done. And so to recognize those moments and to really bring our best self to those, make the best choices and decisions that we're empowered to make, can be a real game changer. Mm, That's great. So we're spelling Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S? You have got it. Okay, so we've got the most powerful moment is now. Number two, the enormous benefit of gratitude. And three, kairos. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. Thank you for those three. Did you know? I hope everyone who's listening will go and look up the word kairos and apply it to your life. Get that gratitude journal out and focus on the power of now. Okay, well, Shannon, we're coming down to the end of our time together. Our next segment, next to the last, is the offer. What offer, resource, or giveaway do you have for our listeners? Sure. So I would love your listeners to go to my website, um, which you had mentioned earlier, is lovestrengthandgrace.com lovestrengthandgrace.com. And there on the opening page of my website, there is a opportunity to enter your name and email and Mm -hmm. submit that, and then you will receive a five-page personalized workbook for you, which is titled Three Steps to Start Reclaiming Your Power After Divorce. And that's Mm -hmm. a free resource that I've created based on a lot of mindset work, and based on the ability for, for the individual to start to recognize 
the value in him or herself, um, who they really are at their core by looking a little bit at their past and the qualities they used to see in themselves. And they can do that by talking to family and friends and, and just asking some questions. And then looking at the future of who, who they want to live into and then rooting themselves in this current powerful moment, drawing from the past who they used to be and they want to bring that forward into their life and also who they're aspiring to be and really tie those together in this most powerful moment now as they start to redefine themselves and really take back their own power. So again, that's would you rec- my website, lovestrengthandgrace.com. And would you recommend this for someone who's not yet in the divorce space but contemplating it? Maybe they Absolutely. get a head start? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this actually could serve anyone at any time, but it's just we do have those poignant moments in life that make us pause or a trigger that's like, oof, um, you know, a bit of a speed bump, so to speak, that causes us to take pause. And so, yes, but I I think this resource would work very well at any point in the divorce or even leading up to it, like, oh, my Mm -hmm. marriage is in trouble, something isn't quite Mm -hmm. right. Um, But again, to turn that focus inside is where the real power is, because we can control what's going on with everybody else around us, but we surely can control our thoughts, which will control our feelings, which will manifest in our actions. And let me just make a bold statement here that, you know, it's possible for for those who are listening who, who just contemplating divorce may not even really want divorce, but, you, you know, get Shannon's workbook because you might be able to save your marriage or at least yeah. be happier in it if you're willing to take a good look at yourself and go through the inner work that's required. Would you, would you agree with that, Shannon, or? A hundred percent, and no matter, <laughs> okay. oh no, a hundred percent, no matter what the outcome, you're going to be yeah. better off knowing yourself yes. really well and being mm-hmm. rooted in who you are, regardless of who you're with or without. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, Shannon, this is our last segment. This is our wrap-up. I could talk to you all day. It's been so inspiring and refreshing to talk with you. So it's time to say goodbye. Do you have any final thoughts, points of clarification, information for our listeners, including, again, how to contact you? Sure. So thank you so much for this opportunity first. It was a pleasure Mm -hmm. speaking with you. Um, You are just a a joy and a bright light in this world. So thank you (laughs) for your work. Um, No, I just encourage everyone to visit my website. There's resources there where you can um, schedule a complimentary call with me. Um, You can find my email on there, which is shannon at lovestrengthandgrace.com. Please feel free to download that free resource, read more about my work, and please feel free to reach out to me because it's important to get through this chapter in the healthiest way possible not only for you, but for also those that you love and care about. Um, But really, to do this in a healthy manner is going to make a difference, a huge difference. Mm, Well said. Well, thank you, Shannon, for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a complete pleasure. Same. The feeling is mutual. Mainline Family Law Center can be reached via the website myhealthydivorce.com. Spend time on their website because it is full of useful information to help you. The website is beautifully designed and easy to navigate. I can be reached via my website, youcanrecoverafterdivorce.com. Send me a message and let me know what topics or guests you would like for me to explore. 
While you are there, let me know how we can improve these podcasts so that you keep listening. Please join me again for another insightful conversation to help you achieve a healthy divorce. Be sure to check out MyHealthyDivorce.com for all of the details. Until then, remember, you can have a healthy divorce. It's how you divorce that matters. Take care.